Imagine a day like any other, until it suddenly isn't. This is the chilling story of Jody Leanne Sanderholm, a 19-year-old college student and dancer who vanished without a trace on January 5, 2007. Jody was full of life, a spirited dancer, and a dedicated student. Her life was brimming with potential and promise. Yet on that fateful Friday, she disappeared, leaving behind a world of confusion and a desperate search for answers. She had just left dance practice, her movements still echoing in the empty studio, when she seemingly evaporated into thin air. The only trace of her existence was the unsettling absence of her car. That vacant space served as a stark reminder of Jody's sudden disappearance, a haunting symbol of a life abruptly interrupted. The police were left grappling with the absence of tangible clues, a missing person case that was as perplexing as it was disturbing. But they were relentless, their determination fueled by the urgent need to find Jody. The last known location of Jody was her dance studio. It was a place where she had spent countless hours, her passion for dance illuminating the room. Now it was a scene of profound uncertainty. The echoes of her laughter and the rhythm of her dance steps were replaced by an eerie silence. The discovery of Jody's missing car was the first tangible clue. It was an ominous sign, a silent witness to her disappearance. The empty parking space where her car had once been was a chilling reminder of the unnerving mystery that had unfolded. As the hours turned into days, the search for Jody intensified, leading investigators to two potential suspects. But the question remained, where was Jody? The unsettling disappearance of this vibrant young woman had just begun to unravel, marking the beginning of a disturbing journey into the unknown. In the quest for answers, all eyes turned to two men, Jody's boyfriend, David, and a mysterious figure, Justin Thurber. At first, David, being the boyfriend, was an obvious person of interest. The police questioned him, trying to piece together Jody's last known movements. However, after a thorough investigation, David was cleared of all suspicions. His alibi was rock solid, and there was nothing tying him to Jody's disappearance. Simultaneously, another person was inching his way into the spotlight, Justin Thurber. The intrigue surrounding Justin was far from ordinary. He wasn't a close acquaintance, yet he had been spotted watching Jody and her friends at the college. This unusual interest in Jody raised eyebrows and led the police to probe further. The spotlight on Justin grew brighter when an ex-girlfriend came forward with some chilling details. She revealed that Justin often visited a wildlife area and had made a disturbing remark about dumping a body there. This revelation sent a shiver down the spine of the investigators. It was a lead too ominous to ignore, and the focus of the investigation shifted towards Justin. As the authorities began to scrutinize Justin's activities more closely, they discovered surveillance footage. The footage revealed Jody's car being tailed by Justin's blue Cadillac on the day she vanished. This discovery was the turning point, shifting Justin from a person of interest to a prime suspect. Justin was taken into custody, and the examination of his muddy shoes, clothing, cell phone, and car began. His footprints were found near Jody's house and the wildlife area, matching the prints on his confiscated shoes. The investigation was progressing at a rapid pace, and with each passing day, the puzzle pieces were falling into place. As the evidence began to pile up against Justin, the grim reality of Jody's fate started to unfold. Surveillance footage, muddy shoes, and a blue Cadillac. These were the pieces of a jigsaw that painted a horrifying picture. The investigators were relentless in their pursuit of truth. They sifted through hours of surveillance footage, looking for any signs of Jody's whereabouts. What they discovered was chilling. A blue Cadillac, belonging to Justin Thurber, was seen tailing Jody's car on the day she vanished. This was no mere coincidence. 
Thurber had been on their radar, a man whose past was as muddy as the shoes they confiscated from him. These shoes, caked with dirt, were more than just a fashion statement. They were a roadmap to Jody's last known location. The investigators found a series of shoe prints near Jody's home and at a secluded wildlife area. The prints were an eerie match to Justin's shoes, marking his presence at both places. It was as if the ground beneath their feet was echoing the sinister footsteps of the suspect. But the shoes were not the only damning evidence against Justin. His clothes, mobile phone, and the blue Cadillac were all taken into custody. Each of these items held a story, a narrative that was gradually unfolding the grim truth. The blue Cadillac, in particular, was a silent witness to the last moments of Jody's freedom. It was a chilling testament of a chase that ended in tragedy. The evidence was stacking up, and every new discovery was a step closer to understanding what happened to Jody. But with each revelation, the hope of finding Jody alive was fading. The clues were leading them not to a person, but to a crime scene. With every piece of the puzzle falling into place, the hunt for Jody took a tragic turn. In a rest area, amidst the tranquility of nature, lay discarded remnants of a life brutally ended. The search for Jody Sanderholm led investigators to a place of quiet respite, a stark contrast to the violent storm that had recently swept through. Among the tall trees and whispering leaves, they found fragments of a life once filled with promise. Jody's jacket, her flip-flop, strewn carelessly, as if tossed aside by the wind. But it was more than just the wind. It was a chilling testament to the horror that had unfolded. Each item was a breadcrumb, leading them closer to the unspeakable truth, a truth that waited, silent and haunting in the wilderness. Far from the rest area, concealed by the dense forest undergrowth, lay the end of the trail, the discovery that every investigator dreads and every loved one fears. There Jody's body was found, a young life filled with dreams and aspirations brutally extinguished. She had been beaten, sexually assaulted, her dignity stolen from her in the most horrifying way imaginable. Nearby, a trace of the perpetrator lingered, shoe prints etched in the muddy earth, a macabre signature left behind. Investigators compared the pattern, the size, the depth, and there was no doubt. The prints matched those found near Jody's home and those found on the muddy shoes confiscated from Justin Thurber. It was as if he had left a trail, a series of damning footprints leading right to him. The evidence was mounting, the case against Justin growing stronger with every horrifying discovery. Yet, there was one more piece to the puzzle, a clue that would shatter any remaining doubts. It was hidden away, not in the vast wilderness, but beneath the dark, silent waters of a nearby lake. But the final piece of evidence was yet to be discovered, submerged deep within a lake. Beneath the surface of the water lay a chilling testament to a life abruptly extinguished. The murky depths of a local lake veiled a key piece of the puzzle, Jody Sanderholm's missing car. The discovery of the vehicle was a grim turning point in the investigation, marking the transition from a missing person case to a murder inquiry. Within the confines of the submerged vehicle, a wealth of incriminating evidence began to emerge, painting a horrifying picture of Jody's last moments and pointing unequivocally towards her assailant. Of particular significance was the DNA found under Jody's fingernails, a silent witness to the desperate struggle that had taken place. It was a tiny, almost invisible piece of evidence, but it spoke volumes. This DNA was meticulously analyzed and it provided an irrefutable link to Justin Thurber. This damning piece of evidence was a testament to Jody's fight for survival, her last act of defiance against her attacker. 
But the DNA was not the only piece of evidence that connected Justin to the crime. Other traces of his presence were scattered throughout the car, forming a tapestry of guilt that was impossible to ignore. The car itself was a silent witness to the heinous crime, its very location a testament to the calculated and cold-blooded nature of the perpetrator. The fact that it had been carefully hidden away in a lake was indicative of an attempt to erase the crime, to wash away the evidence. But the truth, as it so often does, found a way to rise to the surface. The weight of the evidence was overwhelming. It painted a grim picture of a brutal crime, of a life cruelly cut short, and of a man who thought he could escape justice. But the evidence, like a silent sentinel, stood firm, pointing an unwavering finger at Justin Thurber. And so, Justin Thurber was charged with a heinous crime that shook a community to its core. The final piece of the puzzle had fallen into place, marking the end of one chapter and the beginning of another in the tragic story of Jody Sanderholm. As the courtroom doors swung open in February 2009, over 60 witnesses took the stand, their testimonies echoing the unspeakable horror that befell Jody. The trial that ensued was a chilling recount of events that transpired with Jody Sanderholm at the center. The accused, Justin Thurber, sat in the dock facing charges that painted a gruesome picture. He was indicted with capital murder, attempted rape, aggravated criminal sodomy, and aggravated kidnapping. Each charge a horrific testament to the nightmare Jody had endured. Witness after witness took to the stand, their words painting a chilling narrative. Each testimony, a piece of the puzzle, fitting together to reveal a horrifying tale. They told of the last time they saw Jody, of the fear in her eyes, and the eerie presence of a blue Cadillac that seemed to lurk in the shadows. Among the witnesses were forensic experts, who presented the damning evidence against Justin. They spoke of the matching shoe prints found near Jody's house and at the wildlife area, the muddy shoes and clothes confiscated from Justin's possession. They unveiled the DNA evidence found under Jody's fingernails, an irrefutable link to Justin. But perhaps the most haunting testimony came from Justin's ex-girlfriend. She spoke of his frequent visits to the wildlife area and the chilling comment he made about dumping a body there. Her words sent a shiver down the spine of everyone present, a chilling reminder of the monster that sat in the courtroom. Each testimony, each piece of evidence, built a case against Justin that was hard to refute. The defense tried, but the weight of the evidence, the sheer horror of the crime, made it an uphill battle. Justin Thurber, the man once seen watching Jody and her friends at the college, was now the man everyone watched, waiting for justice to be served. As the testimonies concluded, the courtroom fell into an eerie silence. Everyone present felt the weight of what had transpired. The judge's gavel fell, echoing the finality of a life ended too soon and a justice served. In the wake of such a tragic event, a question lingers. Why? Why did a young woman with a promising future full of dreams and aspirations have to suffer such a harrowing end? Jody Leanne Sanderholm, a college student, a dancer, a beloved daughter and friend, was forcefully taken from a world she was yet to fully explore. This isn't just a story of a crime, it's a story of a life abruptly and tragically truncated, a story that left an indelible mark on a community and a nation. Jody's murder is a stark reminder of the vulnerabilities that persist in our society. It's a chilling testament to the fact that danger can lurk in the most unexpected places, even in the people we pass by every day. Justin Thurber, the man convicted for the crime, was not a stranger from a distant place. He was a part of Jody's community, a figure in her everyday landscape. This tragic event has left a lasting impact on the community. It's a wound that might never fully heal. 
it has instilled a sense of fear, an unsettling reminder of the potential horrors that can befall anyone. But it has also ignited a spark of resilience and unity. People have come together, vowing to protect each other, to ensure no one else has to endure what Jody did. But the question remains, why? Why did Justin Thurber or any individual for that matter, feel the need to exert such a violent power over another human being? What drives a person to not only reject the word no, but to respond with such brutality? Is it a sense of entitlement? A lack of respect for others' autonomy? A distorted view of power and control? In the end, we are left with an unsettling truth. Jody's story isn't an isolated incident. It's a reflection of a deeper societal issue, a pervasive problem that needs addressing. Why wouldn't someone accept a no for an answer instead of forcing themselves on someone? This question, stark and unsettling as it is, is a call to action for us all. It's a plea for change, for respect, for understanding. We owe it to Jody and to all victims of such crimes to strive for a world where no is respected, where individuals are safe, and where such tragedies are a thing of the past. In remembering Jody, we must also remember the importance of conversation. Conversation, after all, is the cornerstone of understanding. It's through sharing thoughts, ideas, and perspectives that we begin to unravel the complexity of human actions, behaviors, and motives. As we reflect on this tragic case, we find ourselves grappling with a myriad of questions. What drives a person to commit such a heinous act? How can we better protect ourselves and our loved ones from such unthinkable horrors? And perhaps the most unsettling question of all, why would someone not take no for an answer, resorting to violence instead of respecting another's autonomy? These are difficult questions, but they are ones that we cannot shy away from. They demand our attention, our thought, and our discourse. It's only by confronting these uncomfortable truths that we can hope to create a safer society. So let's begin this dialogue together. Share your thoughts in the comments section below. What are your insights on this case? What lessons can we learn from Jody's tragic story? How can we, as a community, work towards preventing such horrors from happening again? But don't let the conversation stop here. By sharing this video, you can help raise awareness about these important issues. You can help ensure that Jody's story is heard, understood, and remembered. And if you found this video engaging and informative, please consider subscribing to our channel. Your support allows us to continue sharing and discussing these crucial stories. So let's start a dialogue, like comment, subscribe, and share this video to keep the conversation going.